We're already late. We're already late. We're already behind three seconds. There's no catching up. Oh. There's no catch. It's all it's all it's all caca from here. Down is up, up is down. Cats and dogs living together. Anarchy in the streets. Levac and God's back. That's no, that's making my We're live from the Empire office today uh, because it is game day. And uh, poor Ben is locked out. The intern is locked out. Can we swing the camera around? <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to swing it around. I'm going to let him in and unlock the door. The intern is locked out. I'm let Look at this. I this is tough locked. to get on the back of God on podcast. <laughs> poor Ben, the intern, is locked poor out. Ben. Our show starts. There you go, Ben. Come on in, ben. ben, there's a podcast going on right now. How dare you? Look at this man. That That is a podcast. He was locked out. Levac's trying to be a professional right now. We are minutes into the show, and you've derailed the show. I don't know what manager is office, that door should have been unlocked. That's right. It should have been unlocked. I did a bad job with the camera by with a little Sorry at? about that. But YouTube side, you've already gotten dizzy. <laughs> this is like Cloverfield all of a sudden. I don't know who Perfect. manages this office, but that should have been unlocked. <laughs> that should have been unlocked all along. This is going to be raw. Like, Levac, you are t- I'm in the lion's den right now. This is your element. This is your new job right now. And we're not <laughs> we're not pausing it at any time during the show. Can't. Can't. We got, we got game day going on, man. And I'm. Tangled in wires now. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so we're we're live at the Empire offices. We're taking on Jersey flight today. It is going to be a great game for us, not for them so much. You don't have to be quiet. Oh, this is, this is, I mean, yeah. this is way better to look at than us. Yes. The offices hey. are here. I get to see. Hate my job so much. <laughs> <laughs> Why I have to be around these beautiful women all the time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Jersey flight seven o'clock. Tickets still available. Move the block party inside because of. The threat of inclement weather. Right now it's just hot as balls out. Yeah. Um, Are you rooting for rain now at this point? Because it looks happy. so beautiful at the Capitol Rain shift. Well, no, just the fact that like there was so just I don't know if anybody cares. Um, Nate from the TU comes over yesterday. He goes, look, can't get a hold of this one. I can't get a hold of that one. I'm like, well, that one's on a plane and that one's in a meeting. We want to move the block party inside. And I go, okay, why? Well, we're gonna threat to this, this, and this. I'm like, all right, do it. Well, well, what happens if, if Mike and Ron are unhappy? I'm like, well, I got if they need a pound of flesh, I got plenty extra. <laughs> so he's like, you don't have to be quiet, Alex. You quiet. Hey, come on in, Alex. There you are. Um, yeah. Awkwardly walk. Yeah. There you are. That's what I love. You said, you said, like all these guys are like always running wild, doing crazy stuff. You put a camera in the microphone, and everybody's like, <laughs> nobody breathes. So yeah, so here we are, first show, second show. So yeah. The first show I thought was a was a success. You couldn't see us at all because our buddy Chad at the hideaway made us turn the whole thing around and face the sun. Um, no, so we so second one. Um, I'm I'm gonna try not to suck as bad as I did in the last one, but as God just told you, I'm gonna be extremely distracted by this. Yes, and the best part about this is that I think the show will go well too. I want to hook up your phone, which is right here. Your system you've got set up. There's a yeah. chance that you might get a call during the show to do something for your actual real. Job, although this is in some ways a job in the way you want to look at it, depending <laughs> on how you describe jobs, that you might get a call where you got to do something. I kind of want to patch up whoever's working for the Empire, whoever's in your life right now, onto the show. We have to be careful. What we've been told. I'm a little nervous because game day is always a different kind of conversation. You got Ethan walk, Ethan forward. Say hi, Ethan. There you are. Right, right there. Right there. Right there. So if you, so if you need to buy tickets, call Ethan. That's who you call. Ethan's going to hook you up with the tickets. What's the number? Uh, 518 714 2200 at extension 2. There you go. All right. He'll get you tickets. The deuce. All right. So, yeah. So, game day. So, you never know what the conversation is. Um, uh, we have Deion Lewis meet and greet. You can sign up to win that. You're winning that at the block party. 
um, there's a decent chance someone's gonna call up and swear at me for nothing. You know, you just you just really don't know you just don't know what's gonna happen. I game. Should I explain why I'm wearing a, a nerd shirt? Like I work at Smart Tech from Forty Year Olds Virgin. Should I explain why I'm dressed like this? While you look cool with all the all the Empire gear, and I look like this. Um, I I just assumed that you were going door to door and seeing if everybody accepted Jesus Christ in their life. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know you I didn't know there was another reason besides the I don't get the short sleeve. Seriously. Which, like, what made you go? All right, why are you wearing it first? I'm wearing a short sleeve, nice dress shirt because I'm not on camera, but I technically am on camera. So I'm part of the Albany Empire YouTube broadcast against the Jersey Flight, which you can also see if you're watching on YouTube. John Kane, hey, John Kane, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> you can just type in Albany Empire on YouTube. He will pop up. Number one, I'll be a part of the broadcast crew, but they don't have what's called. Um, uh, what are the glamour shots they're called, right? When they feed of you, yeah, of me and Andrew Santillo. So I'm like, all right, I'm on the television broadcast, but they're not going to show me. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to wear a long sleeve dress shirt because I'm going to sweat. I've accepted the sweat, so I've decided gonna, to look like an idiot. I have like, a dress coat. But you're going to sweat less because you're missing like a foot of fabric. Yes. That's where my most sweat condenses. In, in, my your, forearms? in your forearms? In your forearms? Where your most sweat condenses? <laughs> a lot of hair. Right. <laughs> bleach the hair until you wear a full sleeve. Uh, yeah, so as you mentioned, though, you can watch the game on YouTube, but you should come here because we are open. Uh, we got to wear a mask if you are not fully vaccinated. Uh, but aside from that, we're not we're not stopping at the, de the door to check for vaccine cards. We're not stopping at the door to check for the negative test. We're getting you in. We're getting your seat. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna take on the Jersey Point tonight. Ready for it. What else? Uh, what else we gonna do? What, talk, talk to me. Talk to me, brother. What's How up? How about we what do this? Doing? Why don't we do the list out of the gate? Because the list got some nice feedback. A lot of topics we got to cover. How about we do the list right out of the gate? The things that are going on in the sports world. All right. You tell me. I'm I'm looking at the list that you set up, and I don't know what to do. Okay. I, was, I thought <laughs> you were gonna do the. You just made the list. Oh. You just made the list. Sorry. Yeah. If you listen on our audio side last time, I just edited that in, so we just support idiots again, anyway. Let's talk about baseball. Shohei Otani, your guy, Levac, your dear, dear pal. Shohei Otani, more like strike out a latte. Am I right? Price is right, sound. Oh, man. Oh, oh, there you go. Shohei Otani was supposed to be. Every the time I hit the table, the camera goes oh, flying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a weird earthquake in the camera. Levac, he was not or was the star of the Home Run Derby and All Star game this past week, a player that you've continued to call a circus freak. Well, yeah, he, I mean, look. Less of a circus freak, thanks to the fact that he is actually playing both both pitching and, and playing the field. And everything. I, I like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna bill yourself as such a thing, be such a thing. So less of a circus freak, but I hate him even more now because he's done something that's made it impossible to hate him. So he got a hundred and fifty thousand dollars appearance fee for everything he did, home run derby, right? Gave it to the Angels staff, gave it to the media people and stuff that work for the Angels. Oh man! So every time about like the, like the vendors, the ticket. No, people. I think like the the PR people and the stuff. Like one of oh, the wow. like, like basically would be us of that of that organization. I've always said I love showing. Right. I mean, it's a, if you want to send some over here, you can come on the podcast and send us money. I have no problem with that. All good. Yeah, like I, I would like I'd like uh, Tommy Grady, Malachi Jones, Darius Prince. Uh, you know, make everybody to take note that should they win the National League Championship. And get some form of bonus. Which I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, <laughs> they should give that to us. I think. <laughs> I, think I mean, if if it works, if it's good enough for Shohei Otani, it should be good enough 
for Tomek. You worked your, uh, us into the way to find a ring for the last championship, so maybe we can do another ring again. Yeah. I'm definitely going to ring this year. I'm telling you that right now. I was a little frustrated by Otani becoming the spotlight of the whole thing. For two reasons. He didn't win. Like, he didn't win the home run derby. He put up a really good effort. He started off really slow. And, of course, every time Otani does something awful, I go right to Twitter and say, he's a bum. He stinks. He's overrated. He's no good. And, of course, you automatically like it. Look at this. He's the live the empire. They're there and doing a hot take. The podcasts are so much better. So much better than what we used to do. Look at this. All I know is if there was any chance of us selling extra tickets, you can't need to be on them and not That's all I'm saying. You know, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me move the Gatorade. Do that again? All right. All right yeah. I'm going to go buy tickets. I don't even need them. Uh, I was talking about some type of picture. I don't know. Or a hitter. I don't even know if he does. Uh, so he didn't do well. Eight 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 Worst job in the world. I'm so much better at 104 the team. I just. <laughs> so I'm saying, we didn't have we, you know, we didn't have the evidence there. That's, that was a joke. Anyway, uh, Otani, Levesque, should he have done more to get the praise that he got, or does he make Smith have something to blame you because of this comment? Know, you know, weird. I, do, you know, I don't even know what he said. Uh, I don't even know what he said. I know what he did. Mad at him. I'm always mad at him. So to sum it up, saying Smith basically said, "Showing Otani to not be the face of baseball because he needs to measure up." That's the modern version of the. Wow, if you're going by here, you should speak the language. Speak English. Um, not to offend Stephen, but I believe, believe what he was trying to say. He came off the UFC. Does the guy ever get a break, by the way, Stephen Smith? If he had not done the UFC fight, I know what he's thinking. Hey, McGregor can sell a fight. Fury can sell a fight. Otani to sell the sport. You need to be able to. That's what he's trying to do, which I is also a very bad take, but I knew what he was trying to say. I think I think you're close. I think, and I, I heard him actually try to like when he tried to explain it. I didn't. I the, the explanation was kind of uh, bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought the point for this because I've heard other guys make this point. You, you can market him as such. He maybe should be the face. You can do all those things, but there's always going to be a part of the population that is going to look at him and go, "I just don't, I just don't get it," because I don't hear him speak to me. That's always going to happen. Like whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. He's not wrong that Otani can't be the face because people won't accept him in certain places. Is that wrong? I don't know. I, you know, and I, for what we do, there's nothing more annoying than the flash of the interpreter. There's nothing like, like, and it's not like when it's edited, like after, like the next day, perfect, no big deal. But when you're sitting there live and you're like, okay, all right, hey, you did this and you did that. How did it feel? Uh, he said you did this and you did that. How did it feel? Then he tells him, and he goes, he said this. Like, you know, like that, yes. that is a bit tedious. I'm not going to lie. And so I can say, like, I don't remember those promos that McGuire and Sosa used to cut 98 on each other like it was the NWO. And neither one. But, like, McGuire probably doesn't speak English at all. We don't know that. Yeah, like someone could argue that, look, that's, it's not pro wrestling. It's not boxing. It's not the UFC. It's not this entertainment fight trash talk sport that you're supposed to do to make that happen, to get pushed over the top. But Stephen A. Smith and that comment, Almost had ESPN embrace Otani even more. Like, whoa, all right, our biggest name just screwed up. Can we even show Otani taking betting practice before betting practice? Like, let's show Otani getting ready for the home run derby before it even starts. So they were extra careful. Jeff Passan came out and covered him and all that stuff. But I just wanted to go another step. Like, if we're going to hype up this guy like he's the modern-day Babe Ruth, let's, let's take another step. I think you and I are the only Otani critics left. Well, and, and again, convince me to become an Otani critic. But I think I – think you just said the two words that makes me hate Babe Ruth. 
he doesn't have to be Babe Ruth. He doesn't have to be better than Babe Ruth. Like, it, I mean, there's two guys in the Angels right now I think I would be thrilled with if they weren't compared to Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. Stop telling me that Trout's Mantle and stop telling me that Otani's Babe Ruth. And now the thing is, I think I heard Coward say, Colin Coward, this is kind of great, you know, that we can just reference everybody from every meeting. Right? <laughs> like, you know, like, freaking guys from Barstool, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's, Babe Ruth never did what he's doing. And it's like, oh, God, why do we have to do that? Why, why do we have to do that? It's like, yeah, you know what? And he's kind of like an insane dietitian. He's not walking to the corner freaking drugstore eating two hot dogs before every game, too. I mean, it's a, it's a little, <laughs> the world has changed dramatically. They don't have to be better than the guys back then. It, that That is the annoying part for that. But uh, real quick, uh, Stephen Moss does think you look like a Jehovah's Witness and that you need a tan. <laughs> Um, Steve, I just came back from vacation. I didn't burn. Usually I'm the Polish lobster when I come back. <laughs> this is the best I've ever done. Well, Max seen me like the Polish lobster. I decided to wear this thing called sunscreen now. Ooh. Have you heard of it? We, meaning that his beautiful wife, Jordan, put sunscreen on him. Um, That's what happened. <laughs> uh, Jay says, I'm a handsome son of a bitch. And uh, Dion says, I need to go over the shop. They need us immediately. Okay, so <laughs> I got to go to the other job in Tech East. I'll be back. No, um, please don't leave. And then, uh, and then uh, Al, Elliot, where, where are we? Um, we I... I don't wear the ring. I don't wear the ring right now. I wore the ring for the last home game, and I told you, what, minutes before that I forgot it? I'm wearing another ring from a so, jewelry shop that I might be able to talk about very soon. Co Coach Minaz and I were uh, were having a conversation, and he brought a good point. Don't wear that ring, or don't want to help win the next one. So I'm not going to wear this oh, one. Okay. Until we get, but this time next year, I'm going to be double-fisted up in here. That's going to be like, you know. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, I got so, Tony, I'm good. I'm good. I, yeah. How about this? Is, is Pete Alonzo an actual polar bear? Pete Alonzo, the New York Met, smashing. I'll even go for a hot take here in this afternoon. I think he's the greatest home run competitor of all time, but we'll sit with this instead. Has he become now on a national scale, him and DeGrom battling for the most popular New York baseball player? Have they surpassed Judge and the Yankee players now? Uh, I think it's I think it's Judge and Alonzo. Like, is, like DeGrom is – I. Almost, you know what? It's kind of the Otani conversation in a different way. I don't think DeGrom is ever going to be the most popular guy in New York because he didn't say anything. You know what I mean? Like, like where Garrett Cole is so over the top, he could, he keeps pitching the way he pitched against Houston. He could become that, I think. But DeGrom is super popular just because he's dominant. Alonzo, Judge, you're dominant. You have the ability to be dominant and you have personality that you put on display all the time. I think that gives them the opportunity to be the most popular player in New York more than, than DeGrom. Yeah, and I think the, the DeGrom situation is a pitcher, so it's once every five days. I like the mentality of the closer running out, no matter who it is, whether it's yeah. Rivera or others, having that personality to say, all right, this is the moment where the fans get hyped and the music hits. When DeGrom's on the mound, he just dominates. Like You can go through the list of pitchers the last 20 years. Like It would be cool to watch him pitch and just dominate for my team, but there is something more impressive at the core of it of, Watching someone smash a home run 475 feet. Watching Alonzo look like Miles from the movie Hardball, where he's bopping his head around, acting like he's listening to the greatest song ever. It, it looked like your buddy's just hanging out in the backyard playing music in the summer, and he's up there just cranking homers and dingers. I liked it more. Now, to judge, here's the thing. We both like Aaron Judge. Even though I'm an Oriole fan, I love watching Aaron Judge play. But Aaron Judge didn't even play in the All-Star game. You know, like Aaron Judge kind of took a back seat that week and said, I'm going to let other people do it while Pete Alonzo is out there stealing the spotlight from guys like Otani and Trey Mancini. Well, and 
I mean, Judge did make one catch at the All-Star game. Yes, he did. Caught COVID. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sorry. Dad joke. Look at it. I, it is, Alonzo has everything you, you'd want to market around, right? I mean, they showed you they showed you in the home run year, you know, the, the last full season before before this one, where they start discounting tickets based on how many home runs he's hitting and all those things. He, he is. And then for people to get mad that he's having so much fun at the home run derby is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's an exhibition. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. So it's a freaking exhibition, and he's really good at it. it. That is what I need for next year's home run derby. I need Judge to stay healthy, and I need him and Pete Alonso facing off in the home run derby. Do that. As a matter of fact, I don't want to wait till next season. As soon as the regular season is over, as soon as both these teams are eliminated, hopefully, like hopefully after Game Seven of the Subway Series, which the Yankees got a lot of work to do to do that. Um, I want to see the straight up home run derby between Alonso and Judge. I want that. That's that. There can be only one. I want Highlander style home run derby. Judge Alonzo. My mind just keeps swinging. Like now that you've got some pull around here at the Albany Empire, can we put it indoors inside the Times Union Center postseason? Have them do it right here at the TU. You'd have to, you'd have to net it out. It's not a big enough place for those home runs. Yeah, we can figure it out. Remember the time that we measured like how far Judge's home run went at the old studio, and we like literally had to walk down the road with the tape measure. You mean the featured video on 104.5? Still, still, <laughs> still there. Um, but I mean, like you realize, like as much, as big as the arena feels when you got a 50-yard football field, or you you know you're playing hockey or a Sienna game or whatever, you know ultimately like, have lacrosse here as well. A home run, you need you need four of these, <laughs> and you need and you need a roof off the top. It, but it, it, it's such an amazing thing when you see them turn a ball that's coming out of ninety plus miles per hour. They can see a little red dot on how the the seams are moving because of this, and and they put it over the wall. It's 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 probably the thing that is the most impressive to me that I've always wanted to do. Like when you're in your backyard as a kid, I don't know a ton of people who are trying to throw the final strikeout. But I know everybody who's hit the final home run. Yes, there's these things like, okay, the buzzer beater in basketball, the goals in either soccer or hockey, the touchdown in football, but a home run, like universally. You know if you're playing football, a lineman's probably not getting into the end zone. You know if you play goal, you're probably not scoring the goals and all that other stuff. Universally, people can hit a home run, like you just said. That is a great feeling. And being the best at something that everybody can do from five years old and 35 here in the men's slow pitch softball league. That is a cool thing to brag about and have to happen. The NBA Finals are going on. Whether some people realize it or not, it is game five tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns tied up two apiece. I think I asked in there, is the Sun undefeated? Uh, it still is undefeated because guess what? I did get burned a little bit. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I thought you had the Phoenix Suns at home. I didn't realize you meant the actual Sun. <laughs> like people like me who believe suntan lotion doesn't work. Yeah, the Sun is undefeated. Imagine having that much swagger, arrogance, thinking you're not going to get burned by the Sun. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> swag, arrogance, or um, did you mean ignorance? Ignorance. You like, might have meant ignorance. I knew it right when I said it, too. <laughs> you might have meant that. From a scale of 1 to 10, back with 10 being you haven't missed a second of the action to 1 being... You forgot it was on. Where has your interest level been for the 2021 NBA Finals? Uh, five, five. I mean, so busy with everything going on between, you know, the techies, fire and water restoration. They've been very busy with all the, the rain and everything. And, of course, here at the, the Albany Empire, as head coach Tom Manaz walking. Hey, coach. Yeah. Look at this hey. guy. Look at this. this, this coach. That's the most chill you're going to see him ever. <laughs> ever. You don't know that. I do, too. I could be waiting for children to I, 
I've never seen it. <laughs> Maybe right after the final second kicks off in a championship win, hopefully this year. Maybe I, then it'll be all. I don't know if coach saw this. Coach's voice is identical to my college coach's voice. And when he just said something, I actually flinched. I thought he was going to make me run sprints right there. Please do. No. Um, it, it, it is it's a fun series because it's a different series. Like, it's not, it's not the usual suspects. I want, I'm, I'm taping tonight because I think tonight's the game that decides the whole damn thing. Because if, if the Sun holds serve, keep winning at home, I think they'll find a way to win this thing in, you know, six, maybe seven. But if Milwaukee wins tonight, the freak might be getting his, uh, his freak home. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you can say dumped up like that, too. Uh, you can say get your freak on. Can you say get your freak on? Sure. You want to edit that in as the lyric there? Saying that. Was that juvenile? I think it was. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, my excitement level has been, of course, 6.9 for this finals. Oh, it's, it seems that's always your excitement level. Chris Paul, what the hell happened? Guy can't dribble. I know the new Space Jam movie's out. He looks like Barkley from the original. The girls keep stealing the ball. You're not Charles Barkley. You're a wannabe. Be gone. Chris Paul can't dribble all of a sudden, but Chris Middleton's been great for the Bucs, be honest. And he's been just as fabulous in some of these post-game press conferences, talking about like his mentality and all the stuff he's been trying to do to improve his game. And he actually was talking about the Otani stuff and more. Uh, Devin Booker's getting a lot of comparisons to Kobe, which I was not right. Like, and I know that. And, and I know like he, he is kind of a, he was anointed. I get that. Jesus, every time the guy touched the basketball, I was like, oh, that's not Kobe. Like, oh, that is Kobe. Like, oh, that is. Wow, how do you see that dribble, Kobe? Like, <laughs> play off the poor kid, man. But I think tonight, I totally agree with you what you said about the game five scenario where whatever team wins is set themselves up for the potential of bringing home that championship for the respective cities. Phoenix has yet to win a championship for their franchise. Milwaukee's about 50 years. I think it was 1971 was the last time they won 50 years ago with Lou Alcindor was playing for the Bucks back then. But it is setting it is setting up for game five to be the most pivotal. I think it comes down to two guys I already mentioned. Can Chris Middleton continue to be a guy who puts up 30, 35, 40-point games where all of a sudden you're like, I know he's Batman. I know he's number two, but some days he feels like number one. Scotty Pippen seems like the easy comparison for him, but it feels like that. And then can Chris Paul actually handle the basketball, which you cannot believe I'm asking that question. If Phoenix can limit turnovers, they can win. You know, it, it's interesting to me. Like, like I think we all knew Holiday, Drew Holiday was going to be a factor. You know what I mean? You know he's he is a potential all-star level player. But when you see what he's been able to – how much he's been able to frustrate on the defensive end and – I can't remember. I think it was it might have been was it was it Myron Middleton? I think I said I heard it say it. Myron Metcalf. Metcalf, yeah. was, um, who said, "Well, the reason Chris Paul's playing so poorly is he has a Drew Holiday backpack on during the game. <laughs> he's on him like just just he's on him like what a rush. He's frustrating, you know. So, but Middleton is is another guy. Like you, you brought up Middleton and, and Holiday. Those two guys. Those are two guys that I always thought were going to end up on the Knicks when they were free agents, when they were looking to be moved, all these things. And then when they didn't and nothing big was happening with them, I was like, oh, it's okay. So now I'm sitting here as a Knicks fan going, <laughs> what do we have both? Well, LeVette, I do have a potential future Nick who could be on the way. This is coming from both Sports Illustrated and Yahoo. Damian Lillard is potentially eyeing the New York Knicks as a potential landing spot. Now, Damian Lillard went to social media and posted something via somebody else. You know, those Lillard was quoted as saying from a reporter, Something along the lines of, well, I know this roster right now is good, blah, 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 but we just need a new coach. And people are like, we just hired Chauncey Billups. Wait, wait, are you saying we need to rehire the coach and fire Chauncey Billups? So he kind of used Billups' hiring as an excuse as to why he wanted out of Portland. 
But we've seen this time and time, whether it's the NFL or the NBA guys saying they want to get out of a certain city. What do you think about game time potentially joining the New York Knicks maybe as soon as this upcoming season? Well, it's uh, you know, first off, seems to me like uh, you know, Portland's got some some kind of uh, disaster uh, taking place. They, they might need mitigation. They could possibly need a little help from our good friends at uh, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Your best way back to normal. Visit them online, tefirewater.com. Best crew you're ever going to have come take care of. I mean, just check out some of their reviews on Facebook. They're absolutely amazing. Um, they probably help them. They help them a lot. You know, get, nice. get the disaster under control, and then and then we can always send in our construction wing to uh, to go ahead and rebuild for you. We can do all that for you. Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, tefirewater.com. Check us out on Facebook, where you might be watching right now live. Um, I I refuse to get hurt again. I refuse to buy into any of this crap. Okay, this is all I. This is all here just to get me excited. This is the hot chick at the bar. Oh my god, you're, look at your muscles. Let me. Oh, oh, you're gonna buy me a drink? Oh, that's great. Maybe I'll go home with you. Gone. Okay, that's what you're doing to me again as a Knicks fan. Oh my god, look at when you love some damn time at the garden. Oh, look at gone. He's not coming because like, you know what? I did something wrong in a past life, and I'm not allowed to have nice things. That's why he's not going to be a Nick. You feel like you've been hurt by Kevin Durant and Zion and LeBron, LeBron. and then and then when Melo actually showed up, oh, been hurt by so many. Been hurt by so many. And then, and then even Zion recently going like gushing over the garden, but we all know he can't even leave yet. No, it's, I'm not 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 buying it. I just told you, Chris Middleton flirted with us. Yeah, he did. Uh, we we heard trade rumors for Holiday a long time ago. Um, Greek freak, like right, he just came through. But you know, all these people, like Durant, Durant ignored you guys, but at least right. there was floated out there it could happen. Right before Kyrie, right before the Miami deal, LeBron put out new sneakers that were in blue and orange. I'm just saying, like you're flirting, you're flirting with us, and you're not coming home with us. So just stop it, Dame. To make you feel even worse here, Levac, not intended to do, but yeah, thanks. Do you feel like? You know, dating's a numbers game is what people tell me. You know, it's like sales. You just got to keep trying. Someone's eventually going to say a maybe or, all right, good enough, or it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't you feel like you're the closest? Are you, are you telling me I'm the 2 at 10? But the 10 no, I didn't say that. Are you telling me it's almost 2 a.m. and I might be able to bring home Dane? <laughs> I, I think here's what I'm saying. I think you've been doing very good. You've been working on your fitness. You've been hitting the push-ups and the sit-ups. You're a little tighter than, you know, back in the day. And all of a sudden, it's like, now is the opportunity. Now is the opportunity. The Knicks are closer now than they probably were 10 years ago, five years ago to land that. Like since Melo and Omari Stoudemire, they are far closer as a franchise and been put in a better position to potentially make Damian Lillard take New York's a true winning destination. Uh, LeVac and Goss with you uh, live on the Godzilla Media YouTube as well as the Techies Fire and Water Restoration uh, Facebook page from the Albany Empire offices. Uh, I've worked in everything I've ever worked for right there. Um, Time to a newspaper just because I used to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, here, here's the thing. The talent they have on the court right now is the best utilized talent they've had in what, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. Yeah. But here's the question. How do you add a Dane Lillard without giving away the core of the nucleus that's made you good? Because you could, you could argue the reason that Melo was never truly successful with the Knicks, not just that he was a ball hog, that they had to give up so much to get him, they had to start over. You go get a Dame, look, if you get Dame, can you keep Randall? Can you can you keep Barrett? Like, how many of your guys, do you have to give up R.J. Barrett to get Dame Willard? I mean, I, if it's a 1-1, okay, 
<laughs> I'll drive him to the airport. <laughs> but how much do you have to give up to get him? And then can you guarantee he's going to stay? And, you know, there's, there's a very scary part of this for me because I've seen this play out before where the Knicks give up, the, they mortgage the entire future for one guy who's supposed to fix everything. But then that, that's what you have. One guy. Yeah. <laughs> you and me all of a sudden are out there in blue and orange hoping they don't call our numbers because we're the, we're the bench. It's, it's strange because of what happened with Julius Randle in the postseason. Because he was so bad, you know, if he was good, he'd be like, okay, it's going to be hard for this to balance out. But the fact that he was bad when it mattered the most, like, okay, maybe we can move some pieces. And the person I think about, and Knicks fans don't want this guy to move, but it might make sense for both teams, it might be Obi Toppin. Because he's got the brightest future of any young Knicks player in the Portland Trailblazers. He's made it okay. quickly. Ooh, man. Quickly played better than a lot of people. Quickly wow. overachieved. Ob underachieved, yeah. But like it, the reason Ob underachieved is is Julius Randle became what you always hoped he would be, and he's played some injuries too. Yeah, well, yeah. and he, you know, the I almost discount Julius Randle not showing up in the playoffs this year. Ooh, why well, that? Because it was the first time he's been the man in a, in a playoff situation, and it was the first time you know he played that many minutes and everything. Like I was shocked that it didn't become the narrative that. Oh, of course, Randall's not playing that well. You saw, we told you that Tibbs was going to run him into the dirt, and he did. Like, I was shocked that didn't become the overwhelming narrative right away. He just didn't look right. I, I think it's one of those things, like, you can't prepare for that. Basically, show you a time. Yeah. You can't prepare to be the guy who's in the home run derby and starting the all-star game because nobody, how do you get ready for that? It's, I never thought of it like you just said it because what keeps popping in my mind is after the Knicks won that playoff game against the Hawks, their first playoff win in so many years. And I'm, I'm sure you might have seen this video of the Knicks fans acting like they had just won the championship and they're heckling the poor Herter family walking out of the garden of Kevin Herter. For those who are listening outside of the Capital Region, an Albany guy who's playing for the Hawks, Kevin Herter. Anyways, you're so focused on Kevin Herter's accepted job and they're, they're alive. All right, LeBac, uh, I don't have a banner for this, by the way, so I'm just going to keep that up there. Say this instead, because the Albany Empire, I want to get to the Albany Empire preview for the game and talk about the roster. I feel like this is a perfect way to do it, but I got one other thing I need to talk about with you involving a movie. Yeah. Recently released this past weekend on HBO Max and whatever movie theaters are now, Space Jam 2, starring LeBron James, the Looney Tunes, and more. Of course, this is a sequel or a reimagining, is the term I've been hearing, of the Space Jam series. Well, that do you have any interest in watching this sports movie? Space Jam 2. I started watching it this morning, actually. Oh, really? Um, I, it didn't make me keep watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I was, it was on HBO Max. I think HBO Max, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you talk about not paying attention, so I'm just like, and then I, I just started watching it. I'm on my <laughs> way. Uh, it, it, it looks okay. It, it makes fun of itself a little bit, um, but... I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love it so far. It definitely. I don't think it's. Good. I don't think there's any way it could live up to the original. Yeah. Here's the thing with Space Jam too. I kept saying for years I'm going to watch it. You and I did this conversation for years because it was rumored for like 2019 and then COVID it and that's 2020 and then 2021. Yeah. <laughs> nice job on the banner. You want to read your banner without the body outside? Space Jam or Space Junk? I just got a radar. I just gave up. Now I got your number. You think? Uh, yeah. Look, like. Space Jam, well, the original, is not Casablanca. Call it. It's not uh, <laughs> Citizen Kane or The Godfather. <laughs> we used to do a whole segment on Port Radar. 
<laughs> Space Jam was an okay movie. If you're a kid, you'd like it. Like, I watched Space Jam when I was like six or seven. I watched it as I got older. It's a good movie. It's not going to win an Oscar. That's kind of how Space Jam 2 is. That's it. There it is. That's what all Space Jam 2 is. <laughs> Majority <laughs> owners. There they are, the owners. Mike Florida and Ron Tredico. That's right there. Um, Very good. And you, you, you can tell I grew up with Mike. You give me the uh, one thing with South Dolly. There's the there's the there's the brain trust behind the Albany Empire. That well, guy coach is good at what he does. Will you be finishing the movie? Is it that? It's not as bad. I'll as watch it. I mean, yeah, I just I'm in no rush. You know, it, it's it's weird because when I first started watching Space Jam, the new gen or whatever the hell it is, Next Generation with Captain Picard. Um, I was like, oh man, I probably should wait to watch this with my kid. And I was like, you know, I don't think she's going to care. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't know if it's good enough for her to care. <laughs> like, so, it, 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 yeah, I'll watch it, but I'm in no rush to watch it. I think I might watch it. I, I found out very quick in the silly, very young father and his father think it's movies and board games out the window when you have a kid. Like, none. Like they, my, oh, my at wife, his age, yeah. Oh, my yeah. wife loves, like, if you're hanging out at parties and stuff or just, like, have family events, she loves busting out board games. They just, doesn't, can't happen. Movies? I couldn't tell you last time I watched the movie from start to finish in one sitting. That just doesn't happen anymore. So Dude, I've watched. So I mean, I know you look at this swimmer's build and you think that's not a guy who can sit down for a movie. I've probably watched 600 movies in like this year. What? I feel like it's it's got to be a ridiculous. I'd have to sit down and actually think about. I, if you, I watch at least one movie a night. I would say on average. Would you say like you're ready? So to how many? What are we like? Two, what? Uh, two hundred days into the year, or whatever we are. Five hundred movies, right? Yeah, I'm, so I'm at like I'm at like two to two to four hundred movies this year. Two times two is four hundred. Yeah, I was thinking two fifty. We already didn't have. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say I'm well over two hundred movies this year. Do you feel like you need a sad card now? Like, what, would you be ready for the Oscars? I know how much you hate. No, I feel like I need to go back to bed. <laughs> I need to start watching them on my on my phone on the on the treadmill. I'm a fat ass. Um, Do you have a movie that was your favorite this year? Did you watch it again? Quiet Place 2 was really good. Very oh, okay. different than Quiet Place 1. Um, a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, the Fear Street thing I liked. Have you watched those? That's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's a three-piece. Uh, three piece. <laughs> I was attacked. Mike Land Plug, I was attacked. <laughs> what the hell? My karate moves. These guys need me. I heard you signed Mo Ruffins over me again. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was it. It was a big debate. We were all sitting in Coach's office, and it was like Tom Gozlowski the third or Mo Ruffin. It, it this came, close, Mike. I think just, I almost made the team. It came down to the short sleeve white shirt, and we said we're going to go with Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about doing a push-up the other day. We said one is going to try to get us to accept Jehovah into our life. The other one's going to go uh, catch a touchdown or two and run people over. We'll go with Mo. We'll just, we'll just go ahead. We'll, we'll take Mo this time. All right. Before you're, we, in, you're in line for next year. Oh, good. Excellent. Before we get into the Albany Empire preview of tonight's game, I want to tell you about our friends at Mohawk Honda. Do you know them? I'm, I'm, aware them of their, I'm aware of their fine work, the Heritage Family. This summer selection is kicking Mohawk on. If you're looking to trade in your vehicle, stop in right over in Glenville to find out about the selection that you can have for yourself. When you're making that move, so many people tell you they have selection inventory. The world's changed a little bit over the yeah. last year and a half. That's not the case. Mohawk Honda will have exactly what you're looking for. What a great staff they too. They always say they go out of the way to please you. It's so true. I love my pilot. I'm driving around the capital region, taking some summer road trips and more. I don't have to worry about it. Shout out to my guy, John, in there in service, and Greg Johnson, Cam McKenna. I was talking to Cam this week, by the way. Shout out to Cam, man. Great things going on in his life as well. I build these relationships, these people, the Heritage family and more. Mohawk kind of where they always go out of their way to please you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, uh, I, do, uh, I do love everybody over there, especially poor John. John Higgins, is uh, he, he served in the military. 
friend, so thank you for your service. And he's told me he's never seen anything in the military more harrowing than dealing with your service. <laughs> His service pales in comparison to servicing your vehicle. I would just look at the pilot and he'll just like start walking around it like, I know you did something. I know you did something. He's just like, are you attacked by the bear or a shopping cart or snowbank? He just walks around like, I don't know what you did wrong. So like my last, so between here and then working in radio all those years, there's all these other different people who drive our vehicles, right? So you always get like, all right, here's a new thing, here's a new this, here's that. And you're like, all right, which one of you did it? Gaza's vehicle, same amount of damage. We always know who did it. <laughs> we always know who did the who did the damage. Um, man, I got to. Uh, I think I can get this to the Okay, go do that right there. <laughs> go find out. Yeah, actually, might have to do that. So I'll, I'll yeah, set up the yeah, Albany yeah. Empire thing. This is again the nice side of it's raining versus audio. Inside. That's right. If you're watching on our visual side, it is actually raining. Levac is actually have to run over his official lineup card for tonight's Albany Empire game as they take on the Jersey flight. If you're listening past Saturday, don't forget, tickets are still available all season long here for the LB Empire. Make sure to get that. Come out. For some of you who have not seen indoor football, make the trip up to the Capital Region. We've got some supreme athletes that are taking the field. So much fun, so much excitement, and more. We've already teased this a little bit, too. Two new additions that the Albany Empire have added that were not on the field last time the Albany Empire took the field here at the Times Union Center. Two big names that are back on the roster, Levac. Jeff Levac and Tom Gozlowski. <laughs> I was going to say Malachi Jones and Mo Ruffins. Uh, where do we, let me start with Malachi first. We yeah. talked a little bit about the hideaway, about his injury status. You heard from him earlier. Yeah, he's fine. All looks good. He's good. I've been, um, actually, had, he was nice enough to come hang out uh, at the track for uh, for my race day and everything like that. He's, he looks great. He's moving. He's cutting. You know, I'm not a doctor, so this is like some kind of HIPAA violation. He looks great to me. Uh, if I was Jersey, I'd be very worried about that. That's Don't worry, I didn't forget about your race. We will get to that. Too. That's nice. <laughs> Drop that right in there. Hey, what's going on? There he is. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Hey, where? There he uh, is. Take a shot of him. There, there he is. is. Look at that. Got all the outfits. There's our there guy. There we go. Yeah. Look at you. It's uh, raining a little bit out there. It is raining hard. Good thing we moved the block party inside. Thank you. John Chan and other owner teams just broke the camera. <laughs> All right, so Thank God John's good at banking. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mo Ruffins. It's been like a rumor floating around the Capital Region. Is Mo coming back? Is he not coming back? We've seen Mo in the crowd for some games as well. They take, you know, it's like the old, uh, you see this a lot of times in professional sports too, where they cut to the crowd and like, there's an Albany Empire fan. <laughs> oh, no, there goes down the camera. For those who've never met Mo Ruffins in person, what is the addition for him need both not just on the field, but I think like the true local leader we're talking about, a guy who's spending time here in the Capital Region. Well, I mean, it starts with Big 93 out there. He's, he looks he looks good. Um, he, he said he's been working out the entire pandemic. And, you know, people say that. I said it, too. Um, I haven't checked it online. But uh, he looks good. He looks in, in great shape. Um, so I, I think you're going to see what you're going to see him out. You're going to see a, he's going to be probably multifaceted. I would expect him to play, play some O-line. Little tight end action. Might even see him coming back. Oh, couple carries from Mo Ruffin. Oh, those Scott report. I like that. Come on, come on. Could you imagine um, trying to tackle Mo Ruffin? No, no. <laughs> why? No, no. I no. They, they call it like if, if people get that nickname big. It's not a nickname. That's actually his birth certificate. What would you put him at? Six five two ninety. Uh, whatever he says he is. Okay. I would, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever he says he is. I, that's what I would go with. So you're telling me up front. <laughs> The Albany Empire yep. are going to have Mo and Sean Lockett. Yeah, so Lockett, yeah. Oh yes. my God. Yeah, and and Ruben Josephs and and 
Uh, now we're going to have uh, Wayne Bracken Smith. He'll, he'd probably come out of the back. So we're going to we basically have a four man line that can that can almost every one of them can run the ball and almost every one of them catch the ball. Oh my goodness, the Albany Empire, man. We were talking about the best in the NAL, and I know look the team has lost the game and. We got a little bit of a few bye weeks coming off here, so it's maybe that early part of the game might be rusty like any other team. But when you heard about that scouting report we just gave out right there, and you got one of the all-time greats at quarterback, Tommy Grady, and more Darius Prince. Who? Uh, can, can, let's, can we tell the Darius Prince golf story? <laughs> I'm going to save it for the broadcast, but for those who are going to watch both the broadcast and that guy, I think it's worth sharing because some people might be listening to this podcast out on the golf course. Uh, Darius Prince never got bored of life, as he called himself Tiger Hood. A bunch of times <laughs> on the course. So luckily for me, I have I have uh, I have two drivers in my bag. I have the one that came in my set, and then I had an extra one that a buddy of mine had that I took from a, a, a garage sale, right? So Darius is swinging the clubs, having a great time. He's, he hey, look, Darius is one of the most fun people you're gonna be He swings the club. I think we were I think we were like the fifth hole. I think it was only, it was fourth or fifth hole, and. The club head goes farther than the golf ball. <laughs> Comes, he hits it into the ground in such a way that it skips and hits and takes off a good, I don't know, 20 feet, 30 feet. Ball probably went six. Ball didn't even make a lady's piece. And uh, and and he just, and everybody just stops like for like four holes around. Everybody just stops. And God bless him being funny as he is. He just looked around. He's like, oops. <laughs> but he felt like he comes over and be like serious. Like he gets real serious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And of course, you know everybody here. They're all, you know, they're all ballbusters. Man, that was an expensive one too. It's gonna cost you a lot. Whatever. <laughs> and finally, I pulled aside my beautiful like five bucks. I don't know any Buy me a beer sometime. I'll call it even. Um, <laughs> we figured out the sport he's not good at. Right. And that's what I said. That's why I invited him. And then, and um, I was Malachi was supposed to be out there too, but Malachi can go. Oh. So, so I didn't want him because I didn't want to feel bad about it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he broke the golf club in the first in the front nine. In the front nine, he broke it. I'm using it on my broadcast. Like after he scores his fifth touchdown, be like, yeah, Darius Prince might score touchdowns. Watch the guy golf. But then the goat emojis. By the way, on the YouTube broadcast, you can be a part of it. Writing comments and more. You can write it whatever you want. He is the king of the goat emoji. When Prince gets in the end zone, man, nothing but goat emojis underneath. But all right, there you go. If you are looking for a foursome in the capital region, maybe don't bring on Darius Prince. No, but so. The thing is, though, like, like Coach Manos can play, Coach Ware can play. Uh, Mike Corda, Techies, Fire and Water Restoration, and the Empire. Oh, I'm bomb score. I He's bombing it like 300 down the middle of the fairway on almost every drive. I saw the first drive. Yeah, it looks like DeShambo out there. <laughs> I would put Mike Corda over DeShambo right now the way he's playing. I, I tell him I won't play with him anymore. I'm done. I'll never <laughs> play with him again. Uh, we, Paula Riley's watching. Do we need proof of vaccine or negative COVID test? Like, do not. Uh, if you are unvaccinated, you are. You, you gotta wear a mask on our system. Uh, but no, we're gonna really get you right in the doors. The block party starts at five. It's gonna go to about six thirty. Joe's boys are playing live, and uh, gonna have a great time inside the atrium because it's safe in there. It's already starting to rain. Do some nastiness down here in downtown Austin. So, but we'll get you right inside as fast as we can. And then once the block party's over, grab your tickets, head inside. We got some available still for walkout. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hell of a time. I feel like I passed over it because you and I were supposed to be at this event. The LeVac race was Thursday. Uh, you, my friend, the LeVac race, they held word. The, hey, what, what, what is this? What is this gear he's wearing? You see Boot on a podcast. Who that man? Who that man? Good luck, man. Not tonight, though. <laughs> Take us through what happened with the LeVac race. Did you feel honored? Did you take it was amazing. It was amazing. So, 
Um, as you know, President and I are about Tony Obama is one of the best guys on the planet. Put me in Dave O'Rourke's box. Wrap it. this thing in jewelry. All right. It's going to be a nice uh, announcement on August 14th. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But right, he, put, he puts me in, in a, so A24. So, like, the, remember when we did the broadcast last year where we were looking down from the third floor oh, yeah. at, the, at the finish ball? Second floor. Ooh. Right at it. It's right in front of you. Uh, a good friend, Craig Allen from All Star Wine Spirits, is like four boxes behind me. And that dude is legit. He actually went 2 and 0 uh, yesterday. Just Gia Costa and, and uh, Rinaldi both won for him on Friday. Always watch for those names. Locally on horses and kick ass. Hey, I don't I mean to cut you off, but Rinaldi again? Rinaldi the reason I won yes. everything I got to do. The seventh race named the Levac race. Um, Dak Daniels wins the race. How does that not happen <laughs> on a race name for me? Uh, it was it was great. It was great. I won about 160 bucks on the day, hey. and then I I cashed out my uh, my over my money that I put in, and then I won 100 dollars yesterday. I haven't been playing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so knock on wood, I'm I'm probably 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 gonna lose the rest of the year. But it was it was the perfect night. That's the cash out right there. I didn't have no. If you told me Ronaldo was running, I would have bet on. I would have bet against Ronaldo. Ten dollars across the board. Oh my goodness. A nice day. But yeah, there you go. That's a cash in there. I think you actually might have called that pick. A couple days ago, too, that the reverse Jack Daniels name was the horse you were looking at. How could you not bet on that horse? I think it was the phrase you said. Yep. So there you go, man. Uh, and then you were in the winter circle, of course. You got to yeah. meet everybody and say hello. <laughs> Brought uh, Mike Corda, owner of Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, as well as the Army Empire. And uh, Malachi and Darius with us, and you know, a couple uh, couple other friends. And it was good. It was good to see everybody. It was nice in there. Uh, Tito. <laughs> that's, my, that's the part I, I love. So Tito is the guy that I've known since my days on Picks 106, right? He started listening back to Picks, started messing with me back then. Stayed around the entire time. Happened to see him. Comes over. I get him some ticket for tonight's game. Make sure he's taking care of it. Everybody sees him talking to us. So he just follows us into the winter circle. I don't see him, right? I don't know he's there. Now, the rules for the winter circle are, A, you've got to be invited. B, you have to be wearing pants. Like, you, you, it's got not jeans, not shorts. You have to be a pants. Mm -hmm. So here's Tito with a cooler off his shoulder, a button-down, like, nice button-down shirt, bright red shorts, standing at the end of the thing for the, for the winter circle. <laughs> he snuck into the winter circle and, and, like, just walked right in, and no one, no one even noticed. No one saw it. No one caught it. And it cracked me up to this because everybody's like, dude, you, you, told, you told me I had to wear pants. How'd this guy get in and not have to wear pants? And I'm like, I don't know how that guy got in, period. I don't know, I don't know how he got, like, Tito, mission moves. Dude, it was it was it was absolutely stuck. I guess you can find the picture. All right, yeah, share it on that side if you can. I now know who Tito was in that photo because even I was looking at it because I'm like, yeah. I texted this. I felt awful. I'm like, yeah, I have one eye doctor. Do it right here. That show, there you go. Yeah, there's yeah. Tito. <laughs> there's Tito in the bright red shorts. He just walked right in, and I I didn't know he was there. And then all of a sudden, like afterwards, I'm like, how the hell did you get in here? He goes, I just walked in. I gave him the excuse of like my cat ate my homework. Uh, didn't know where to go. It's a true, honest statement. <laughs> I go to the eye doctor. They told me, yeah, what decision to make? Either you're going to the eye doctor today, or you won't get in until September. I, I said I have one pair of contacts left. They're like, well, it's either now or September. And I said, okay. Sorry, Levac, I was not there to support you. A good friend. It's funny because you think about the one draft party we did that you had to leave, and everybody thought Corey from Greenwich was you. <laughs> so we'll just go ahead and tell everybody Tito was you. Okay, that's there fine. you go. He said, "How did that get in? All right, how?" Shorts on. He's a shapeshifter. That's what he is. Did you tell Tony I said hello? I missed that man. He's a good man. No, I didn't tell him. 
What do you want from me? Um, and you know, okay. So the best part is that we're driving up, we're driving up with, with Mike, and he goes, I have never been able to do a dad track because something hasn't gone wrong. And I'm like, oh, don't don't put that energy into the universe. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. So sure enough, we get done with the race, we're hanging out, we're getting ready, we're gonna we're gonna eat dinner with with Malachi and Darius and all that stuff. Mike's phone rings. It's it's Jeremy and Jay and Bobby and everybody at Tech East Fire Water Restoration. They're flooding at the JEC building at RPI. We have to get a crew together. We have to go help that. So I'm like, I'm like, but it's but it's Slovakrace, but it's my day. And he's like, yeah, well, you work for Tech East, jackass. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, man, they're just like a couple of guys from the Empire wanted to help. They came out. It was it was really but. It was cool because of the way it came together, but it was one of them. I'm like, dude, I'm never going to the track with Mike Porter again. He knew never it, man. It's a bad never omen. That's he really, the omen. He put the evil out there into the universe. Oh, it's never worked out. And sure enough, because like, he looks at me and goes, told you. I'm like, because you did that. You, you manifested that into the universe. I have a buddy in Syracuse is called nicknamed the Omen. Shout out to DR. <laughs> I think Mike Corda will not take that nickname, but that's I'm not going with him now either. I don't want to do that. I don't know what I'm going to go through the track this year. Like, I, don't, I was so used to going so constantly. You're not going on Saturdays. <laughs> I don't know, but hopefully it'll be a good season for everybody who heads out there and everything else. Uh, speaking about bad karma, bad juju, whatever you want to use the term on, uh, I haven't transitioned to your Yankees. We have not touched on the Yankees Red Sox yet, if you still want it. I don't even know how your feelings are for this Bronx Bomber team. Um, last night's game, I broke out the full mojo. Cigar, beverages, radio in the yard, and they lost 4 nothing. That's, that's never happened. They've never. Lost, I think they've lost like two games that I've done the cigar routine out in the backyard. But they were like close games. They were like late games. Now, mind you, that last night was one of those games where I, I become ultimately impressed with the bleacher creatures because there's guys on the field that none of us have ever seen before, but somehow they chant their names. Somehow they know who they are. Timmy so, LaCastro. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. LaCastro. Yeah. LaCastro no, 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 no. wasn't even in it. Like he wasn't even, like he, it was, I mean, well, he was early, and then whatever. But it, it was, it was a tough loss. But it's it, here's here's the worst part, right? It's almost become okay. Like you're almost like as a Yankee fan, I'm almost used to them losing at this point. But fact, that's the worst of the worst to hear that statement out loud. You as a Yankee fan are used to this team losing. They just don't have. Uh. They just don't. They do not bring it. They don't bring it. They, they're. It was even like last night. You knew they were going to have a rough, a rough go. Boston's a very, very good team, and the Yankees are struggling, and they have you know the COVID issues right now. But this, there was no part of that game where I was like, okay, they're absolutely going to win this game. There's a, a couple moments where they started putting guys on base. I'm like, oh, here we go, a little rally. Let's go. Do we make it respectful? No, no. And Chapman didn't even like. Chad, everybody's like, oh, he finally had a good outing. Okay, but there's not a lot. No, he knew. That it's a it's a rough it's a rough road right now. So many times you get excited whether you're on the Red Sox side or the Yankees side, or if you're just a baseball fan for the rivalry that is. And I I like how Major League Baseball, whether intentionally or unintentionally, set that up where there usually was that break post All Star game, where all of a sudden it's like okay these are the deadest days of the year and they have the ESPYS. And now this year because of the delay of COVID and everything else, you had the NBA Finals. You actually had baseball that was scheduled to be played, but it didn't. So automatically out of the gate, it takes a little bit out of the rivalry when you have to move the game around and it's not there. It's not what you hope for. And the hype is off. 
But Boston, whether it's the managerial decisions from the front office or it's a combination of that lineup working to the strengths, I never would have thought that if we evaluated the 2021 Yankees versus the 2021 Red Sox, that roster-to-roster talent versus talent, that the Red Sox would still be more successful this season than the Yankees. Look, you mentioned COVID. Like, okay, that's a part of it, but it's a small percentage of what's happened this season for the Yankees. There are far greater issues for the Yankees to be a competitor and to be a World Series champion than just players who are going to miss some time because of that. It's like you just said, though. Like, it's not the mindset that they're the best anymore, at least this season. This should have been the year they passed the Astros. The White Sox should have been competition, and they should have been running away with the division. With Still, even though the Rays are a really good team, I think internationally and nationally, people struggle to know who the best players are on the Rays. That happens every right. single year. <laughs> but the Rays are a team, and they play, and they play smart baseball. But the Blue Jays are coming alive, too, which is it's a little scary. But the, the Red Sox were not supposed to make the leap in there. But, again, all right, here, here's a problem. I got tonight's lunch, right? Lean off, third base, DJ LeMay. Okay, all right, cool, good. You know, Urshel's in there. Stanton's DHing in batting second. There's two things about that that I, I take umbrage with. One, he should be batting a little lower in the order, in my opinion. And two, why the hell is he in the outfield? I got, I got an outfield for the Yankees tonight of Brett Gardner in center, of LoCastro in left, and Greg Allen in right field. Greg Allen. I got a lot of friends. Yeah. Right? No, it's Craig. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, but Craig might be out there. They might call him in. Like, why is that? That's that's your go-to. Like, like here's the thing. When you go on ESPN, half the guys in the Yankees outfield are not wearing Yankees hats because they don't have pictures of them. Like, you're still wearing like Cleveland, uh, Arizona. You know, the 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 lineup doesn't even have Yankee gear because they they have they, they're not here yet. Let me see that picture of Greg Allen again. I actually think that was Craig Allen. That's him right there. No, it's actually not him. The wrong. If someone told me Greg Allen was an actual fake player you just made up off the top of your head right now during the podcast, I would have believed you. But here's, but and this is the difference too. All right, so 28 year old Greg Allen is going to be in the outfield tonight, starting the outfield for the Yankees against Boston. This is a couple years ago. There goes Darius Prince right there. Um, this is a couple years ago. He would hit three for four with a home run. You know they couldn't miss on these guys. This year, these guys are bringing in like they, it's like they've gone through the magic well one too many times, and this team just isn't getting it done. And the stars aren't getting it done, even with those guys in there, having Stan, having Lemayhew, all those guys. You should be able to put three, four runs on the board. I don't care how yeah. good the other pitcher is. I think with LeCastro, too, upstate New York guy, Auburn High School yeah. zone, covered him at the NYCBL. He played for the Syracuse Junior Chiefs, a D three kid, shot at wow, the college. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all that being said, he bats one eighty. Yeah, he's not a good hitter. Look, he's yeah. got to get Walker yeah. get on base, or he's got to be like the little league kid who bunts is just fast enough that everyone else can just get a hit because he can butt. That's all it is. I love the root for the Castro. He's just not a great hitter. But he's a feel like the way this team was built, though, you would think all you would need him to do is play solid defense. And if he should happen to get a help, make the pitcher throw four or five extra pitches. You know, have a good eye up there. I don't even need you to hit and play. Help me burn the pitcher and play good, play good defense. I should get runs out of everyone else. They're not doing it. He just. It's a weird team this year. Just, I almost wonder if having Cole have that amazing 129-pitch performance against Houston right before the All-Star break, if he can do something like that again tonight, maybe not a full 129, maybe even not a full game, maybe that kind of momentum lights a fire in everybody's butts. But I keep looking for that thing that's going to make this Yankees team perform at a high level. It, and it just, just hasn't happened yet. I think they could still flip the switch, and they still could make a run. They do have talent. They have had weird injuries, but whatever. 
but just I don't know what's going to make them flip that switch. And you know what? Adding to this Yankee thing, because of when we taped last week, we previewed Astros Yankees. You and I never dove into what happened following that game on Sunday, which ended up being that Jose Altuve walk off home run game where they rip off the shirt. That I see you steaming right now about how much of the deal. I was upset. I've never been more sure that he was cheating than right now. Mm-hmm. I've never been more. Oh, don't rip my shirt off. I'm very shy. I'm very shy. Don't rip my shirt off. You're not shy anymore? Now you ain't shy. Okay. All right. Or is it this time you're not lying? Like, that was the time. There's been so many times I'm like, eh, it seems a little conspiracy theory. Then Foyle had to think he's actually wearing that thing. Now when it's okay that you do it, just because now you're going to taunt, believe you. Yeah. You, you. You were cheating. And you go back and forth and say, like, okay, maybe Judge started it because he did the jersey tap first and they went back and forth. Yeah. It doesn't matter in the end because – it is so obvious. You thought you were going to be cool because they ripped the shirt off. The tattoo that was originally claimed, right? Like, oh, my yeah. wife doesn't like that. I don't know where it is. Right. It's so small. You can never see the other camera. Still the other right. Jersey. Still in the other jersey. There's, I'm totally with you on the take about them being wired. It's so obvious at this point that he was wired when he hit that home run in the playoffs years ago. El Tuve were talking about that. Look, the Astros have been punished. People have faced whatever it was. But the fact that you might think some baseball fans are ready to move on from it, not the case, especially no. with moments like Not with the way, yeah. I mean – if he just runs across the plate, and even if they hand it up, I'm probably just like, damn, you guys again. Because that's the thing. You, I don't look at that Houston Astros team and think the only reason they were a good, you know, borderline great team is they were cheating. They're an extremely talented team. That was a, that's a really great roster. I know you cheated. Like, that's what's frustrating. It's like Barry Bonds. You were already one of the best players in baseball history, but you got ticked off because you were you overshadowed by Sosa Mubarak and home runs, so you juiced. You cheated. You were already going to go down as one of the best players of all time. And you cheated. That was already a team that should have been contending for a World Series, and you made sure you got it by banging on trash cans. How much money do you think Manfred would give if he could swap the Astros and Angels in first place in the AOS? I don't know. He, I think he hates baseball. Ooh, I think okay. Manfred hates baseball. Like I don't. I think he would just he'd put the Bad News Bears in first place if it, if it would just be full on. <laughs> he just doesn't seem like I don't know that I've ever seen a guy like like who hates their sport more than he does or doesn't care that we hate him. I don't, or maybe he just can't fit. Maybe he's been hated his whole life and he can't figure it out. He seems completely an ass. Like Jerry Bevins, like, thank God that guy's around. That's great. He's the, he's the most obnoxious commissioner I've ever seen. He's enough. We were uh, talking about the Yankees and uh, the Red Sox, Major League Baseball. Oh, how much Manfred hated the sport. That's where I said, oh, yeah. the reactionary that Manfred always goes with who aren't really baseball fans. Like, yeah. Rob Manfred follows the people who are not baseball fans and makes decisions for baseball fans get ticked off by those decisions because they're hurting the sport they love. Well, it, it's like every every person, every, um, every consumer-based industry has to have a person that works higher up that says, how do we get more people? How do we get more eyeballs, more ears, more this, more that? But there also has to be a person that says, how do we keep the people we love? that love us. It feels like Rob Manfred has always been the guy who, how do I get the new people? And somehow got promoted. And now there's nobody's going, yeah, but hold up. What about the people who, who, who love us already? Like, I know there's this, like this perception that, that baseball fan is the old guy who, you know, get off my long guy. You're early thirties. I'm early forties. And we love baseball. There's so many of these new rules he's done that I hate. Some of the things is kind of cool. Like he had, not everything's a swing and a miss. That's fun intended. But he, he, he just feels like he's way more into trying to get that person who's never, 
who's never cared about baseball, and by the way, probably still won't. And he's willing to throw all of us away in the process. Yes, that's it. Manfred, and you know, here's one other thing to add to it, too. I don't know. Look, there's sometimes I wondered about Manfred. It's like, okay, no matter what he does, he's going to get criticized because those two fan bases are going to clash old school versus new school. So he's always going to make heat, especially for a sport like baseball. You just said, leans more towards the get off my lawn guy who doesn't like change. But when you see change, we talked about the home run derby earlier, how much better that's made for, or at least those events, it can work and be good for the future. I don't know what's going to make him lose a job, though. The only way Manfred's going to lose a job is if baseball teams and owners feel like he is not the one that's helping them make the most cash. Right? Like, look, right. we go through the history of commissioners here in the last 15 years. Gary Bettman locked out the NHL twice. He didn't get thrown out. Rod Goodell dealt with all the assault allegations that happened with players in Ray Ray. He didn't get knocked out. Like, he didn't bad bad situation there, but he didn't get moved out of that spot. Ray Ray knocks out his wife, and people thought that was going to be the end for Roger Goodell. It didn't happen. David Stern had his referees cheating during games. The Kings and the Lakers is the most fixed series in game of all time. It didn't take out David Stern. It's really hard as a commissioner to get bumped out of your sport for something like that. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's he's got. I mean, he's got to be the most hated man in sports right now, right? Because I mean, look, it's like, look, obviously Richard Sherman's getting a little hate right now. He needs some help. You got to figure him out. But baseball fans don't know how he is. Most football fans, if he's not on your team. Or if you're a newer football fan, you probably oh, I've heard of him, whatever. But who's who's more hated than Rob Manfred? Who like per capita? Who's more hated than Rob Manfred right now? What about Dana White? I see, but I love him. Find me somebody who says they love Rob Manfred. Mm, yeah, that's harder. I think yeah, I, I get what you're saying. There's something about the Dana White UFC fans that as long as you're getting fights back, as long as you're getting action, you're getting that. I just picked up in my head Dana White for a few reasons. One, and I've said this, this is a new take by me, by search, but for some of you, it might be a new take. He's the biggest liar in sports. Two, uh, creative promoter. <laughs> Two, Helwani blasted him recently, and the Helwani-Dana White rivalry is going to be a movie one day. Oh. Somebody's going to play Helwani. It's, uh, in my lifetime, I cannot compare it to anything I've ever seen before, where a journalist and a promoter, owner, executive have clashed so much ever. And three, the situation involving Conor McGregor recently. Where some people might say they hate Dana White or have added to that hate because the recap, you and I talked about McGregor Poirier the last time we talked our first show back together. But now there's reports coming out that Conor McGregor, and that's where the reports come from, said he had fractures in his leg, and that's why his leg. I don't buy that. Me neither. I think he fractured his leg when Poirier checked his kick. I think that's where the fractures start. And I think then he stepped back, right, and it's broken. I yell that day. I'm like, does anybody drink milk anymore? Like, I see there's so many <laughs> these weird, like, stepping injuries. But it's – Dana White is always going to do what's best for Dana White, and that's what's best for the UFC. And that's and as a fight fan, it, it plays out very well for me. I tried to explain to a friend of mine why boxing is dead compared to the to MMA now, and Dana White is the difference. Because Dana White can go, all right, Gaz is one of my top guys. Well, that's one of my top guys. UFC 265, it's happening. It's done. It's going to happen. We're boxing. Well, yeah, you're the top guy in one. I'm the top guy in another. And then, but we got to get along. We got to figure something out. A bug flew right in my eye. <laughs> um, all these, all these things have to come together. And you never see, or or you never see while they're in their prime, you don't see the big fight. Dana White, love him or hate him, he will always get us the big fight. Can't. 
argue with that at all. Spot on. You know, I've had the opportunity to talk to Dana White. He was very nice to us. He didn't have very to take nice the time. He's ripping my boy McNabb. Because <laughs> he stood you up. <laughs> but like flew right in my eye. Well, hey, that's what you get. The fly clearly was not a Dana White fan. That's what we just no, found out there. You want to fight? I got you. So just quickly, like a woman is dressed like a hot one here. Can we get the camera on her real quick? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back to the, the McGregor situation. I believe that he was injured. Like he's probably probably hyping it up. Do we got her? No, oh, I think I nailed it, Levac. I think the machine. Just like a okay. <laughs> the McGregor situation. Do I believe he was hurt? Yes. Yes. However, it's super lame after you lose a fight to come up with excuses and injuries. We've seen this from guys like Deontay Wilder, who said that the equipment he walked in the ring was too heavy. Manny Pacquiao had a torn labrum. McGregor. Okay. The best thing. after fight excuse ever is still Derek Lewis. Why is he taking shorts off? My balls are hot. <laughs> That's the only post-fight excuse I ever want to hear. If you, like, why'd you lose? My balls are hot. Yeah, if you've decided to get punched in the head for a few minutes, that's on you. Whatever happens, you've decided in your own mind, hey, I feel like my body is fit enough to let somebody else potentially beat the hell out of me. I feel like I'm in peak shape. If you want to say you want to fight later, it's McGregor. He's fought like, what, four times in five years? So what if they push the fight back a little bit? Then he doesn't have excuses at the end. Do you think he ever fights again? Um, I think I'm sticking by what we talked about a little bit last week, where he's just going to take people he knows he can beat. Oh, he's going to fight a Paul brother or something like that. Uh, Toots McGee thinks the router fell off because it was so turned on by me talking about people ripping shirts off. Shout out to Toots. Toots McGee. Toots has been great on our YouTube side. Oh my god. Um, no, I, I, McGregor, does he fight again? I don't, even, I don't know. I think he fights the Paul brother, makes a ton of cash, and he's done. Maybe he fights Does Manny fight Pacquiao, MMA? who's 60. Because uh, I don't count boxing as fighting. Like it, it, obviously, it's fighting, but it's not his style of fighting. Like, does he ever fight MMA again? Mm, he could do, a, he could do a, two, a dual fight with Paul where he has one boxing, one MMA Paul, style. Right? Nobody's going to – those Paul brothers, as dumb as they are, they're not dumb enough to get into the cage. They'll never fight MMA. I'll say he fights one more time in the UFC, but he beats, like, basically it's the old stretch in the tomato can. Like, you fight somebody who's clearly going to destroy. Like, what's left Diaz yeah. at this yeah. point? Like, Diaz is still a tough son of a gun, but he, you know, you get a good shot and he's going to cut open and you're going to take him down. Mm -hmm. um, somebody like that, yeah. But that, does that even count as fighting? Like, he's never going to be a title contender again, right? Because he would have to come back and beat Poirier in, like, a year. Yeah. To be a title contender ever again. I don't think they give him a title. If they decided, if Dana White said, we think McGregor gets a title shot after two defeats, he will have, I'm not even joking about this, he will have a mutiny on his hand. No, he would, have to, he would have to beat Poirier. Well, Poirier had the belt. I bet you they give him, they, that's the only way he'd get away with To get you the, the fourth, which is kind of the third Poirier-McGregor. Here's the thing with the UFC fighters where they really would, and maybe Dana White would say, I don't care. If you guys aren't making me money like McGregor, I don't care what you think. Remember, the UFC fighters never got a cut of that Reebok deal. You know, everyone's got to wear Reebok. What they used yeah. to do is they – I'm sure some people know this already, but just to recap. They never got a cut of that deal. When they got bought out by Ari Emanuel, a.k.a. the real Ari Gold's company, I think it's WME, something like that, an agency, $3.3 yeah. guess how much the fighters got of that? None. None. Right. And also, they have a new cryptocurrency deal for $150 million that they've just signed, the biggest cryptocurrency deal ever in the UFC. The fighters – 
zero. They have their own cryptocurrency. There's some situation where money's flowing in through crypto. I'm not exactly sure of how the crypto deals come together. But what I do know is that the fighters overall are not getting a cut of the business like they believe they should. And at one point, that's going to have to be talked about. Or at one point, the fighters are going to smarten up and say, Dana White is running this company in an effort to make the most money for himself and not for us. How can we change that? Maybe the answer is never. Because it's so competitive to get in the UFC, some guys will say, okay, you don't want to fight here? We'll find somebody else. That's easy. Or they'll do, you know, oh, McGregor's title shot? Okay, we're all going to jump ship and go somewhere else. Bellator? I don't know if Bellator ever takes advantage of that. They're smart enough to do that. that. I don't think they check them. I don't think they They try. They try to take guys like Mitrione and, and uh, Mighty Mouse, stuff like that. It, and it's never really panned out for them. The Ryan Vader's over there. Like, these are guys who were at least contenders or champs with the UFC, but they get over there and no one talks about them. So I don't, I don't I don't think there is a way for them for Bellator at this point to do anything UFC unless unless big pockets show up and start helping with with a better idea how to do things. I thought you said Big Papa for a second and I thought who is Big Papa? Is that Scott Steiner? I'm not sure who oh, that it's is. Coach Manos. I love when we call him Big Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to Coach uh, the other day about just random stuff and he's like I don't know where you come up with stuff you come up with. But I'm relatively sure you're going to help. <laughs> and, I said, and, I, and I said, Coach, I use my powers for good. And he said, whatever, and he walked away. He's a smart man. Uh, <laughs> you have a good relationship with Coach. Coach yes. still frightens me because he looks like Coach Mike Craig from Hobart. I've got that, I don't know if it's a Pennsylvania accent that's snuck in there somewhere, where I hear leg or something like that. That scares me. I'm going to run one tens here. Michigan. Michigan. Oh, okay. Uh, spent a lot of time in Canada. Mm -hmm. won, the, won the Grey Cup as a coach. And he's done, I mean, you think about this. Be afraid of him because he built a roster in 10 days that could have won the championship, and now he's got a roster that could probably beat that roster. <laughs> be, be afraid of him because as he's, he's, uh, he knows what he's doing. And for whatever reason, he still talks to me. And, Coach, so remember this. All the, all the broadcasters who question the play call. That's right. Oh, there you go. Back of paper. <laughs> all the questions. Was that? That's Jersey. Oh, that's Jersey? Oh, yeah. We'll show you guys this there one. You <laughs> there you go. That's what that's – what, Come get tickets and watch us beat these guys. That's right. That's what I'm now, Coach, if you hear somebody from the broadcast questioning play call, remember, it's Andrew Santillo who had all the questions about your play calling. Andrew Santillo. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> if, if, things, if things go like they went in Jersey, your question is going to be, how many can we score? No yeah. offense, Light. You guys are you guys, very talented roster. I wish I knew the guy who helped build that roster. Oh, wait, it was Coach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a music question for you, LeVac, if you don't yeah, mind here. Sure. I know you've both been to many musical people in your day. Darius Rucker is your dear, dear friend. Yeah. That one guy, that little guy from the band who used to drink a lot of vodka. You know the guy I'm talking about, the lead singer. He's got like a, oh man, I'm going to remember his name I'm now. Sully from God's Oh, thank you. I knew you would know it. He drinks Crown. Oh, excuse me. All right, great. Good luck. He's now the late Biz Marquee. Have you ever had run-ins with Biz Marquee in your music career? No, no, I never. Sadly, never. Rest in, rest in power, uh, Biz Marquee. Um, no, I never met Never mind. I've definitely drunkly sang his song, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I need. I'll, I'll bomb that thing out, man. Hurt people. I'll hurt your ears. True uh, story. I had to memorize that song word for word when I was a young kid going to summer camp. I knew the whole lyrics to it. I don't think I can do it. I have that perfect saying, do it, guys. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. I have to be careful because of the music rights here on YouTube. Oh, is that? Yeah. WWE music rights shut me down on here. It's so hard, too, because we've actually had, like, it's so funny because, like, we've had meetings, like, you know, game day ops meetings. Where I'll tell you guys, like, and you were your first, the first game you did color on, I'm out there. I'm like, gosh, you gotta be really careful with these because YouTube will yank us like you wouldn't believe. And right before the game, they come to you and Andrew and they go, hey, you gotta fill the, you gotta fill the void. 
you guys got to talk pretty much nonstop because of the music rights. And a lot of people thought we were being overly cautious. And then an Orlando game got pulled for music rights. It had to be re-edited so they could put it back up. So not us, because the all the empire smart. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Bismarck, man. Yes. What an amazing rapper. The Men in Black, you might know, remember him from that movie and oh, all his stuff. Yeah, he was an alien in that one. He was, yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's are – you, are you, I'm very, very fired up for tonight. Very fired Good. up Good. Oh, by the way, brought to you by Techies Fire and Water Restoration. That's why I'm so fired. Um, so let's be a healthy game, man. Let's be a healthy game. But this is a this is a game where this is a uh, this is a Jersey team that is really really talented. They've had they've had a lot of bad luck. I mean, you, everything from the field to the arena to the to the rules has has hurt them through this season. They're coming in here and they're hoping to knock the Empire off, and the Empire are looking to solidify a home playoff. Yeah, that's the, the kind of the, the feel going into this, the broadcast preview, which we're going to talk about, we're going to do it right now for you guys, is that this Jersey flight team seems to be a more improved team in similar fashion to the Albany Empire team, which out loud, those statements are like, how? Like, the season has still been pretty short. These teams have both been going in different directions. How have they gotten improving spots? Well, the Empire has added additions to their rosters, like we touched on earlier, guys like Malachi Jones and Mo Ruffins. And the Jersey flight have just flat out played more games. You know, this season, the next, you know, the NAL in comparison to other professional sports leagues, sometimes that stuff, and we're going to see it tonight, matters. More practice, more reps, more chemistry, especially with a lot of stuff when we're talking about indoor football, about timing. Are you going to be at a spot? Are you going to be on the snap count? Are you going to jump the snap count? Are you going to move? That stuff really matters because it's such a quick game. And that's what I look for for this. Obviously, the impact of Malachi Jones. Can anybody on the field guard him and Darius Prince? And if you can guard one, can you guard the other? Oh, that's going to be tough. Well, if you do that, then. then Myers, Mo Ruffin, and everybody else going to come running for you. Yep. And from the Jersey flight side of it, maybe the key for them is to eat up a little time of possession. The best way to slow down a guy like Malachi Jones and Tommy Grady, it's kind of what teams do against the Kansas City Chiefs, keep them off the field. If you can keep them off the field and kind of eat up the clock a little bit, that's the best chance the Jersey flight have. And do they have the weapons? guys to watch? Yes. I'll give you some guys to watch for the, uh, for the Jersey flight. Their, uh, their quarterback, number eight, Warren Smith, Jr., um, he is one of the leading rushers in the league right now. Uh, I think he's right under uh, Derek Ross, who, as you, you probably read, Derek Ross is not here no more. Um, Leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> he's no longer part of the team. Whatever. I, I got. I could say more. Um, you also you got to keep an eye on uh, Laughing House, the wide receiver number ten. He is he is one of the top receivers in the league. Yeah, yeah top five because we've got the top three. Forget about Phil Burnett maybe. And uh, and the one to really watch on defense, uh, fifty five, Sean Daniels. Watch watch Sean Daniels. That dude can get after it. He is probably in this league right now, physically speaking, he's probably the closest you're going to find to what Joe Sykes was this week. There's guys Whoa. who play a little better, there's guys whatever, but physically speaking, if you watch the tape from uh, from just about any week, you can find one or two where he's taking like a 300-pound offensive lineman and just, and just throwing him across the field and on his way to go to the quarterback. So keep an eye on him tonight as well. All right. You just made my job a lot easier, too. That's what I do. That's what I do. I just I just had, I was, I was, uh, it was one of the first days uh, this week when they, they made me office manager or ops guy. I don't know what the hell I am. I think I'm director of something. Um, whatever whatever gets the most work out of me in a, in a day to basis. And I'm sitting in the back of the meeting. I'm watching the breakdown. I'm like, oh, that guy is good. Oh, that guy is good. Oh, that good. <laughs> like I said, so Coach Manaz is the one who helped build this roster. So he was, he was the assistant head coach in Jersey. Obviously, they don't, they didn't get to play because of COVID. 
he was getting ready to be the assistant coach building this roster. We call, he comes here, and he builds this roster. So there you go. It's kind of awkward, isn't it? Wasn't in Jersey when we slapped the hell out of him. I'm sorry. <laughs> Respectfully speaking. And then also, don't forget about uh, there is one other guy here who has some, some serious ties to the area. It's uh, LaRoche Jackson, the uh, defensive back. He was on the Empire, went to the to the Jersey flight, and he's a hell of a player. And, you know, obviously probably thinking a little bit about how he should be playing here, all his home games right now as well. So. Uh, those, there you go. How do you like that, huh? Very good scout report. Deion Lewis, by the way, meet and greet still available or no? What's the situation of the meet? Right? Uh, so you can sign up to win in the block party. So obviously the block party, because of the threat of inclement weather, we moved into the atrium. It's still free access, still food, still uh, uh, Joe's Boys playing live. We'd love for you guys to come out, sign up to win your way into that meet and greet with Deion Lewis here tonight. And then Deion Lewis is going to have to hang out, watch the game. Uh, we had a specialty Empire jersey made for him in hopes that we can sign him. Uh, I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> I totally am not after him, too. I'm like, listen, just sign him. Come on. Hey, come on. Come on. Our, our running back needs to leave you to take care of some stuff. We can use a guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> please? Yeah, please. Catch, catch some footballs out the backfield. That'd be great. Come you've, on got, you've got to go back to work now. I've got to prep for the broadcast. I'd rather stay here if it's just to save everybody. I can officially. You saw right before this show started that no one would leave me alone. As soon as I put the headset on, I've only been bothered like two, three times. So I'm just going to sit right here. Okay. Hang with me for a little bit to watch how I prep for a game. You and I, we're going to officially announce it on this show, show number two, show number three. We'll be live on location from 5 to 7 o'clock. We're going to be hanging out a little bit at the Hideaway at the Saratoga Lake Golf Club. We're going to be there Friday. What day is it today? July 17th. <laughs> what year is it, Lamac? July 23rd is next Friday. We'll be live at the Hideaway at the Saratoga Lake Golf Club. The 23rd? Oh, I actually have it in my phone. Look at that. Look at that. I didn't even realize Five that. to seven leading up to Red Sox. Woo. Thank God, because I, I, just, I didn't remember that. Uh, <laughs> I'm out actually, I was just talking to Chad yesterday. Hey. Over at the uh, a couple of guys want to go uh, go back to Saratoga's golf club. They like it so much. Hey, nice. Great course. Great course. Not for me. I suck. But it's a great course for anyone who likes golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's, that's it? That's it. That's the show's it. over. We don't have All right. Any. Tickets available. Doors at 7. Oh, sorry. Doors at 6.30. Game starts at 7. Go, uh, let's go Empire. Let's go ahead and uh, beat the flight. Lock up a August 7th home playoff game. We still got one more home game between now and then, but uh, there's a chance we could be hosting the playoff and the championship game. So go ahead and run the table, win this thing out. Go Empire. Go Empire. Uh, YouTube, you see this big, funny-looking dude uh, and Andrew, and, and we'll have a great time. And uh, I'll be on the field. Uh, T-shirt cannon is going to be firing after the 10-minute break of the first and third quarter. Beating your seats. Be ready to go. Bye. There's a cannon? We have a I thought we threw him last year. You want me to, get, you want me to go get it? Yeah, I, I want to see if you can. Hold on, I'm going to get it. Locking sure, Coach's office. Hold on. I like how I act like I threw the t shirt. Oh, I got to break into Coach's office. office. Yeah, the Albany Empire Street Team. Is that what they're called? Who threw the t shirts last year? 5184. Five, like I said, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. I probably Levac is actually really grabbing a cannon. Oh my God, look at this thing. I'm glad it wasn't from the Revolutionary War. I thought this was the size of this thing. No, this is uh, this <laughs> this is actually like a attack rifle bag. Like this is what you buy it. Like yeah. if you actually have like a like a attack rifle. <laughs> I love this thing. I went and got gas for it. Already. You bought it. I didn't buy it. I went and got gas for it yeah. to make sure we can use it. I feel like I need to ask this question. Has this been tested yet? No, we're gonna do that right after this. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> I thought you guys had a pre-test and a game day test. Nope. It was no, I've just... been busy. <laughs> Look at the size of this yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, awesome. 
Yeah, so uh, the, the after 10 breaks, first and third quarter t-shirts. T-shirt time. So be ready for that. Cavs are here. All right, so uh, time, for, time for us to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get in here, enjoy the game. We'll see you guys again uh, get Friday, live from the hideaway. Thanks to uh, Techies Fire and Water Restoration, Mohawk Honda. That's right. Thanks to guys for not sucking today. Appreciate that. I got a grading. I'll give you a B plus. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll give you an A as usual, LeVac. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks for nothing. All right, everybody. Have a great one. Let's go on fire.